here we are again coming at you inside of Lake Orion High School, just outside of downtown Lake Orion, Michigan, the site of a very iconic game last night here in the LOHS Fieldhouse as the boys basketball team opened their season against the Oxford Wildcats. And we, as a crew here today, are very lucky and fortunate to have LOHS's own color commentator on the crew as of last night here in the studio with us, Mr. Zachary Hayes. How are we doing today, Zach? Are we doing good? Doing fantastic. Was it, was it a late night last night? It was a late, yes, it was a late night. It, yeah. was, it was a pretty resounding win for the Dragons, am I correct? 51-27 to 27 victory against Oxford without sweaty Sam Blakely down low in the paint as he was at the football <laughs> banquet as most of you were last night. Um, but the Dragons had a lot of players who played pretty well last night from my understanding. Zach, give us Big a little bit time. of an overview of what you saw last night so the fans can hear. Okay, the Dragons' defense was honestly incredible. Like, uh, Zach Price Parks on defense is ridiculous. He had, I, I can't remember the exact number, but he had a ton of rebounds. He was in the paint, screwing stuff up. Just he, And it also, by the way, obviously be expected it because it was Oxford, but it was a very physical game. Um, I know the Katie brothers were getting into it with some people. Um, Sharky had like 18 points at half. Really? Wow. wow. All, like almost all, all, sh all of his shots except for one were threes. All in the first half. You, you, oh, Novak was stats, so he can tell you probably yeah, more than I can. I, I was Novak, do you I remember was, anything from last night in terms of stats? I remember some of the big stuff. Like, yeah, Sharky was like five for seven from three in the first half, and he had another layup. He had like 17 points in the first half. Um, Zach Parks, I know you're talking about him getting all the boards. He had nine rebounds and eight points, so he was a pretty big role for them. <laughs> and that's mainly like the big – those are like the big two for Lake Orion. Ethan Sharkey was their leading scorer. Zach Parks was very physical in the paint. He had a lot of dribble drives, a lot of offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds. He was all over the place the whole game. Impressive. I mean, how did how did Mr. Russell play? The only freshman on the team last year. He steps up as a uh, sophomore this year. Is he to, back? Yeah, he is back. He is back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He honestly he didn't get many play honestly, much playing times. Didn't really? play that much. No, he did not get m much playing time. He started off. And uh, he was playing the first half, but he got into foul trouble real quick. Uh, and then we, he came back second half, third period, and was the exact same way. Third quarter. Mm -hmm. yeah, period, third quarter. quarter, same thing. Same, yeah, same, same thing. thing. What was the starting lineup last night, just so we can get a, a quick preview of what's to come? Um, let me you double check. Star I know it was Zach Parks. Um, I'm Sharky. I think it was Sharky, Sharky too. Yeah. I think from what I heard, at least, entering the season, it was gonna. the plan was it was going to be Gabe Scott. Ethan Sharkey, Quay Fly, Ryan Rushlow, and Zach Parks. Yeah, how, yes, did, yes, how, did, how did Quay, Quay do? did pretty good. He, Quay I mean, did he well. didn't have much foul trouble That's like good. at all. Um, That's good. He did. He got real physical with some last <laughs> year. It was I figured awesome it. to I watch. Um, yeah, he, he had eight points and a couple boards too. Good, good, yep. good, good, good. And he was in the paint as well, locked down defense from all of them. The thing I noticed with Quay even last year was that he will be the guy to go out there and get something going. Whether yeah. whether it's a dunk, I know I've seen him doing that now. Big momentum change. Whether it's a big three, big steal. I mean, he is your momentum swinger. Like he will he will get your team going in the right direction. I hope he can do that this year too. That's, yeah, what, he, that's were, what he did yesterday. Yeah, there were a couple times at the like at the basically they scored five in the first half. Oxford did thirty-three to five it was at half. Thirty-three five at half, and then second half came out and Oxford wow. just started rolling out of nowhere. Um, they got to probably fifteen on the board, and then Quay or no, uh, something like that, fifteen twenty on the board. 
and Quay got fouled by one of the Katie brothers, and it was like a like a basically looked like a wrestling match because they were fighting for the ball and everything. Mm-hmm. And he got up and he was hot, like he was screaming at everybody. And that was just, and that's pretty much when they just Oxford just stopped. They did, they just <laughs> that's about the moment where they just said, okay, nope, we're done. Pretty impressive. But that's as the uh, Dragons move to one and zero on this season. If you weren't there in person or you won't be at other games in person, always tune in to dragonbroadcasting.org where we we will most of the time always have some live streams of the Varsity Boys basketball games. Anyways, besides that, let's get into it today. We have a jam-packed show for you guys here in the second episode of this season in Cheap Seats, the podcast being produced and created by the Television Production Workshop class within the Dragon Broadcasting Program. Today we have an overview of the MSU head coaching hire and more thoughts about the game from this past weekend between Ohio State and Michigan. we got a couple fans on both sides, so it'll be it'll be a little bit of an interesting discussion. Those fans would like to be introduced, Ben. Well, if you give me 20 seconds, okay. I will. All right. But my name is Ben Shadel, and I am being joined today by my boys, <laughs> Kyle Verdi, Aiden Novak, and Zach Hayes. Oh, how you doing? Oh, my God. What perfect timing. Anyways, boys, you know what? Let's We're going to save the Michigan head coaching hire for, for later. Excuse me, the Michigan State head coaching hire for later. Um, it seems like we have some anticipation in, in terms of we want to talk about the game. So it's, if it's you don't, great. If you don't know right now. To me, be me, a Michigan Wolverine is great. <laughs> to be so a Michigan Wolverine. All right, so good. Kyle and Aiden are obviously Michigan State fans. Um, no, they not they, Michigan State <laughs> fans. They, they bleed maize and blue. Uh, on the other side, then here for the host you have Mr. Shadel, who is a Michigan State fan, who is depressed in terms of football right now, and then there's Zach, who unfortunately I don't want to hear it. State but we'll be attending Michigan State. Congratulations, we'll be Ben. Th- there you go. Thank you very much. I appreciate. It. Yay. You'll be in there as well. I, I certainly hope so. You got that. Anyways. <laughs> have you been <laughs> – have you heard from them yet? Uh, me nor Lena have heard back. <laughs> yeah, me neither. All right. We're on the same No, page. it's the reason he got in is because his entire extended family is at like 40 fam. That's not true. That is exactly true. No, do you put rolling a mission or <laughs> early action? grandma, grandpa, put, dad okay, all went to Michigan State. Off topic. Ben, off topic. Ben did bring up this last night. Ben did bring up a good point, though. We put rolling a mission. He put early, early action. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. why. That's why I was – All right, back on, so tra- Anyways, back on track. So I want to I wanna hear from the Michigan fans first how does it feel first off after all of the talk that you guys have received from being cheaters this year uh because you are jim harbaugh not being on the sidelines someone's I'm, I'm angry take, I'm you're still a, cheaters it doesn't matter if you guys want or not you're still cheaters I'm salty a, cry about it i'm gonna take a non-biased look here as that's a why your head coach is on the bump buddy oh boy, let him talk let him go. talk i'm gonna take a non-biased look here as a michigan state fan i want to hear from the michigan fans first zach let's let let's let them let's let them sit and not say don't say a word or anything and then once they're done, you can get a rebuttal, okay? I don't need a rebuttal. <laughs> we lost. Fair, I, we lost square up. I, I mean, that. there's not much to talk about. As you were literally just calling us cheaters. You, no, no, you it's are true. cheaters. You are absolutely cheaters. You got caught for and cheating. See, you are cheaters. He, but you guys but you guys yeah. weren't cheating in that game. You won heads up. Here, here's the thing that I've really you know noticed. A lot of Michigan fans want to come out and say, while Michigan is a great football team, and I've at the very beginning of the season as a Michigan State fan, I did pick, I did pick Michigan to not only beat Michigan State and Penn State and Ohio State, but to win the Big Ten Championship and the National championship just because of this the amount of talent they have on this roster here's the thing um i've heard a lot of michigan fans whether it's within the school whether it's it within the communities around us or even on uh 97 the ticket a radio show that i listen to a lot a lot of Michigan too fans much. are very very confused about this uh this whole scandal they, they think that there has been no evidence whatsoever of them cheating 
which if you look at it officially, there has been really no evidence that has been presented to the public. But then can you answer this question for you? Why in the world did Chris Partridge, mm. their linebacker coach, try to destroy evidence if the evidence did not say that Michigan cheated? I, well, I, I know you didn't say this, mm-hmm. and I think Novak can agree with me. There was evidence, okay? We're not denying the fact that there wasn't ever evidence. I'm not saying you guys I personally, because I you do guys, think, yeah. I do think Stallions did it. I do think yeah. Connor Stallions was attending those games. It's clear. Mm-hmm. Was he, was he like, paid for those games? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't released to the public, and you are right. Not a lot was released to the public. Mm-hmm. This was very in-house. This yeah. was between Michigan, the other Big Ten coaches, the Big Ten commissioner, and the NCAA. Yeah. The NCAA is going to take like 10 years to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jim Harbaugh will be gone by then. That's, that's the only problem with Michigan is, is I'm going to interject for 20 seconds here. Um, with all the success that Michigan is having right now, um, it's going to be kind of hard for Michigan fans because while you're going to have a lot of success right now, the NCAA is going to come in headfirst with this scandal. And honestly, from what I've heard with – with different people from 971 Ticket and just media outlets within the two communities in Ann Arbor and East Lansing, it sounds like it could be probable that the NCAA might vacate wins or you know might vacate a potential national championship. Again, in like know. five years. And, and fi- yeah, that's true, 100%. So what Michigan has done this season is just outstanding and completely remarkable. Um, I think personally, if Jim Harbaugh does leave, there's no reason to take more than a day to to nominate your new head coach. I think Sheryl Moore would fit that bill perfectly. They'll, um, yeah, they'll stay in house and bring yeah. him up. There's no way they will go anywhere else. I I think it would be a huge miss by Michigan by Ward Manuel if they were to go out of house with that hire because Sheryl Moore has proven himself to me at least that he's a great head coaching candidate for the Michigan Wolverines. And Ben, I want to tag on a little bit more and then I'll let Novak give some maize and blue input, but. <coughs> What 97.1's been talking about, what all the media outlets have been talking about, is how much of an advantage did the signs give in season and when they were doing it. The answer was usually, and I know you tune into 97.1, they always use the they always use the word minimal advantage. I'm gonna agree with you here for the most part, and you're not gonna you're not gonna understand why, but I'll explain it in a second. But minimal advantage. Yeah. Michigan was caught. Connor Stallions was caught. Guys were fired. They're not doing it anymore. Yeah. I think it's very clear that, that they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> 30 to 24, beat Ohio State. That's where the minimal advantage comes in. Mm-hmm. If they if none of this was ever caught and they were still doing it, Michigan might have won by more. Exactly. Like a little bit more. But they still won the game. They still beat 100%. Penn State. Mm-hmm. Minimal advantage. That's all that like that's all I'm saying. Exactly, Kyle. And and one thing that I want to bring up is that me as a Michigan State fan, I'm not, you know, coming out here and saying, oh, you guys cheated, you guys cheated. Guys, it doesn't matter about the minimal advantage. It matters about the fact that you didn't have to do it. And that's what is so bad for Michigan fans, in my yeah. opinion. You're I playing agree. Indiana, Rutgers, and Northwestern. You don't need to si- steal science and be so obvious. Hey, about. Rutgers was solid for the first Whoop-dee-doo. quarter. Whoop-dee-doo. <laughs> One Whoop-dee-doo. fluky touchdown. If this you were losing solid. to Rutgers at halftime. I don't want to hear it. If if you if if you're Still doing this in the new Big Ten next year, where Michigan has an unbelievably stacked schedule. With wh- you play in Tex- Texas, right? Texas, Texas Washington, Oregon, USC, USC and Ohio State. State. You guys have a stacked schedule next year. Um, see Georgia's going through the gauntlet too. Yeah, Did you true. see their schedule? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's bad. it's bad, but um, you you didn't need to do it this year, and that's the part that I would bug me, really, if I was a Michigan fan. I don't care about cheating because realistically, not everybody does it, but a lot of teams do it out there. 
even if it's not brought to the public. The difference is that they don't have a staff member that is blatantly bragging about it on social media that is going to get caught. And that's what Michigan had. So it's very unfortunate. It would bug me a lot to see my team doing this against mediocre teams when we're a powerhouse within the college football landscape. But, I mean, it, it is what it is, and it happens. So, anyways, let's go back to the you game. You okay, Zach? Yeah, I'm great. <laughs> let's, go, let's go back to the game a little bit here. Michigan fans, what did you see that you guys really enjoyed and really liked from your perspective uh, of the Wolverines? Blake Corum first, Aiden. Blake Corum. Blake Corum. Blake Corum. He had two touchdowns. I, dude, <laughs> just I can't describe how amazing that game was. Like Blake Corum might not have hit 100 rushing yards, but when they were in crucial situations, they gave him the ball, and he definitely came through every time. They had so many short fourth downs, fourth and one, fourth and one, fourth and one, fourth and one. They gave it to him every single time except for one that I can remember. They ran play action. Um, they gave it to him every single time. He punched it in on fourth and goal. Um, from like the half yard line, he uh, converted multiple big fourth downs that led to a touchdown later on the drive. He had that big 22 yard run, the play after Zach Zinner got hurt. Mm-hmm. That to me was like one of, if not the play of the game, yeah. because the play and the celebration after goes to the camera and flashes the six five after he scores the touchdown. Family. That's called family, right there. Family. That's family. Like that's how closely, that's how closely bonded that team is, and I love it. And I want to tack on to the Zach Zinter injury. A lot of people that aren't like, like diehard football fans. I'm not gonna say college football, NFL. If you're diehard football fans, you understand how important a leader on the offensive line is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Trevor Keegan and Zach Zinter are like the highlight of that offensive line. Mm-hmm. They're returning players. They they set the tone for the game. The offensive line, I feel like, was a little better last year, but that's not that's not to discredit Trevor Keegan or Zach Center. When Zach Center went down, that's a big, big hit for Michigan. Yeah. And Trente Jones stepped right in. They shifted some guys around, and Trente Jones actually played a great second half after Zinter was hurt. And that just shows how like how Zinter and Keegan can impact the offensive line guys that aren't starting but need to come in when need be. Not to I, mention the depth of that O-line yeah, is still really depth good, is too. Awesome. Got to shout out the depth. And I feel like I have to uh, shout out Ohio State here because Zach is, Zach is head down. He's having a rough day. He wasn't day. even watching. <laughs> so I, I want to shout out Ohio State Getting here real money. I, I was saying before the game to Kyle, I was, at, I was watching the game with him at his house, and we were talking about if Ryan Day loses this game, would he be fired? And realistically, I said yes at the time. I don't yes. think so. But to be yes. realistic here, I think there's no way because the guy has the best – winning record he's gone what undefeated against his opponents in, in the regular season in his entire that coaching career ranked. besides <laughs> michigan but every every head coach every 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 regular season opponent that he's faced has been a win for them besides michigan so and zach zach i i want to i want to credit can't. ryan day here for a second i hate doing it because i'm a michigan fan but i have to cry uh credit ryan day what did jim harbaugh do his first five years at michigan he didn't beat Ohio State. He was 0-5 to start up. What's going on with my mic? <laughs> <laughs> not not to but, mention those last yeah. two losses of those five were blowout losses. Yeah, like yep. 0-5 to start off his career at Michigan, but I didn't lose faith in him. There was times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was times. I'm listening, Kyle. Go ahead. <laughs> there, there, there were times yep. where I lost faith in Harbaugh, uh-huh. but after three straight, I like – 
I have faith in him again. And he yep. wasn't even on the sideline this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's happening? What's, what's, what's going happening? on over here? We're losing it. We're losing it. <laughs> no, we're good. We're doing fantastic. Oh <laughs> Zach is uh, screwing around right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. Not your, one your, bit. Your mic's a little messed up. <laughs> yeah, my head's up. <laughs> it's all right. Continue. Um, continue, Kyle, please. But, no, Zach, I want to hear your input on – because I, I know you didn't watch the game. But I tuned in as much as I could at work. Should have been at the game. Well, <clears throat> Travion Henderson's a dog. That's all I got to say. He's freaking good, dude. Marvin Harrison is a dog. Like, as a Michigan fan, Aiden, you can agree with me on this. You don't expect to stop Marvin Harrison. Marvin you Harrison, don't, you no. don't expect to stop. No, Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in college football. You don't expect, no. you <laughs> you don't expect Will Johnson to stop him every single time. That that interception on the slant route where he got, where he got inside that was, and picked that was, it off, unbelievable play. That was all Kyle play. McCord, though. He tried to force that pass so hard. That's true, but when you have the best route runner and the best overall player in the country, you're – you're going to expect him to make a play. It was a bad throw, but you saw later in the game, it doesn't really matter with Marvin Harrison. Will, Will Johnson tackled him. He tackled him on a fade. And he got the bat, and, like a And Marvin Harrison, one ca- like one hand, he caught it. It was unbelievable. Zach, Zach, stop. Zach, Zach. Zach, Zach. Uh, and Ben... <laughs> Ben's chair is now on the table, ladies and gentlemen. We have lost control inside of the radio room. <laughs> oh my God. The Michigan room. Zach, can we turn on the speakers, please? The Michigan room's all right. This just shows you to never put a Michigan State and an Ohio State fan in the same room. Yeah, but can you imagine if you or I was in there with Zach? Like, how bad would that be? It would be much better than this. <laughs> what I agree. do you mean? <laughs> there were some prior altercations before cheap seats, and Zach is not yep. the happiest with Ben. Yep. <laughs> that's okay. That's fine. We're hey. gonna stand up for the rest of the episode. Something that I haven't done all year, but that's okay. Hey Ben, that's you know what the best. You know what the best. Valenti and Rico, they have their off days. Oh, you want to throw a chair? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> throw a chair? No, no. And so now, if that's I can describe, not stay. if I can describe oh, wow. to the viewers, uh, Zach is taking my chair and he has stacked it on top of the desk. And then there is another stool in the studio that we have stacked on top of the chair, which is upside down right now. Zach is going to get a picture, which is going to be fantastic. Good okay, job, Zach. Okay, play-by-play commentator. All right, so <laughs> and let's, here move we go. let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Yep. I'm done with the game if you want to move on to the next I'm, category. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to move on. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so let's get a little bit of uh, MSU head coaching action here as I stand oh, up. With, wait, with wait, 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 wait. This is going to be a long category. I just want to shout out the Red Wings real quick for picking up Patrick Kane. Did I not I was call a big that, fan. by the way? Did you I did call, call that? that. Thank you very you much. You did call it. And I also want to add, Ben called the interception to end the yeah. Michigan-Ohio State game. He was like, he looked at me. He was on his phone. He's like, I dude, I think this is going to be an interception. I had a, I had a feeling, too. <laughs> like, clutch Kyle McCord was coming in. Two big throws. I'm like, he's going to make one mistake, and it's going to be over. Pick it wasn't Rod even Moore. his fault. He got no. hammered. He got hammered when he threw the ball. by Jalen Harrell. Dude, yeah. that was a big hit. Like, what can he do? Yeah, so, anyways, um... Depression for the football program. Michigan State, State head State. coaching. Jack. Anyways, guys, guys, wait to basketball season. Wait to basketball season, guys. We beat Georgia. <laughs> wait, man, just wait to basketball season. Jack, we, we, we beat so good. We be- well, okay, so how's Ohio State doing right now? How's Michigan doing in basketball? I didn't hype up. And I didn't hype up OSU basketball. I didn't. I didn't talk Michigan all State's football season. Good. Just wait for basketball season, guys. <laughs> it's all about basketball season. <laughs> no, I didn't hype them up for nonstop for the entire off season. I didn't do that. To be frank, Zach, Kyle, and I like Zach was down like downplaying Ohio State. Like he's talking like talking down on them. Kyle and I were talking down on oh, Michigan. Yeah. 
Shado is hyping on Michigan State like crazy. Oh, we're number four in the why? country. Here you go. Number you want to know why? Let me, talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. You guys aren't ranked anymore, are you? Yeah, we are. We're, we're in the bottom. We're like, like the 20s. Yeah. James so here's, Madison. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. When you're a Michigan State football program that has a cardboard cutout as a head coach in Harlan <laughs> Barnett, and you have four wins on the year, it ain't that it ain't that good to watch. So I was done watching football. I we were great. we were looking good at basketball this year. So I switched my uh, my my brownies over to the basketball court. Lose first game. <laughs> we did James lose our Madi- first game. James Madison. First Long game. Beach State. Hey! Long Beach State. How's that Michigan Wolverine basketball team doing, Novak? I never hyped up. Yes, you did. Basketball. When we when Michigan State lost to James Madison, you were like, wait a minute. Here come the Wolverines. When did I ever to the say promised that? land? Phil Martelli. The March Madness tournament is I back. Just, I all I said. Zach, was, you need to turn this kid down a few notches. Why are you like, sitting on the floor? Thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. All I all I Never said again. was Never I Never again. Ben, ben, ben the hold on, guess. hold on, Ben. What? The problem, the problem with your argument in that you guys yep. lost to James Madison and we lost to Long Beach State. My argument is that we never thought Michigan was going to be any good. Exactly. We never thought That's Michigan was going to be Yes, it is. When, yes, when it Michigan is. State lost to James Madison and Michigan beat um, – I'm about to get real mad. St. John's. They beat St. They beat John's. All I heard the next day at school from Kyle, from Novak, from all my Michigan friends – Hey, hey, Ben, Michigan. Michigan kind of It's because you guys were 1-2 and when we Michigan, were 3-0 and and we were feeling great. Michigan looking pretty good this year. So when Michigan loses to Long Beach State and Michigan State starts to play better, you can't just pull out all of a sudden. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can't pull out of your team there, all right, buddy? Pause. Can't, can't do that. Can't Pause. do that. Resume. Can't do that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Can't pull okay. out your faith. Fair point, fair point. But, um, yeah, Michigan plays Oregon this week. and it, Is that game today? No, it's Saturday. Saturday. Saturday yeah. before the Big Ten Championship. Play Oregon on Saturday. Yep. And all I got to say is that is a deciding game. Oregon's not great. Michigan and Oregon are both 4-2 and two as it stands right now. But if Michigan wants to show some life in the Big Ten leading up to conference play, I think Oregon's a huge game to prove that. Definitely. I agree. I mean, Michigan has played – much better than I thought they would this year. Weren't um, we about to talk about the Michigan State football? Yeah, head yeah how did we, we get to this? Yeah, how, like, what's let's, going on? Well, I mean, let's let's go to college basketball for a couple minutes. We have time. Um, Michigan has played a lot better this year than I thought they would. Um, Olivier, wait, how do you say his name? Uh, Olivier uh, Kamwa and Kamwa. In Kamwa. In Kamwa. Okay, so I've heard of fifty different pronunciations. In Kamwa. In Kamwa. In Kamwa. In Kamwa. Nice Uganda. Yeah. Okay. No. The dude has been playing pretty well this year. Doug McDaniel has stepped oh up into God. a huge role. Um, Michigan has played a lot better this year. But in terms of in terms that. of Michigan State, AJ Hogarth needs to figure out what the heck he's doing. <laughs> His kid's a leader on the team. He is sucking right now. I am sick and tired of watching AJ Hogarth on my screen losing the game for Michigan State basketball. Mm-hmm. Then there's the freshman class. Tom Izzo literally came out last night in his post game conference after beating Georgia Southern by 30 and said, "Listen, the freshmen." Aren't as good as I thought they were. So they're sitting on the bench, and they're not playing right now. So Michigan Michigan State has to figure it out before we begin a conference play against Wisconsin this week. And if we don't... You guys start gonna, conference gonna, play this week? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, you guys were in that tournament um, with Arizona. Yep. And, yeah. Okay. Yep. You're going to yeah. be in for a rough ride with us Michigan fans. For okay, who did we lose to in the first battle for Atlantis game? Memphis. Memphis, that's what it was. What, okay. So you guys lost to Memphis, Texas Tech, and we Long lost, Beach State right lost now? to Memphis, we, beat we lost Stanford, to? lost to Texas Tech. And then lost Long Beach State as well, right? 
Lost so Long three, Beach State before that. Three, yeah. Wait, three so why does why does ESPN say four and two? Michigan's four and three. I just checked. They're four okay, and three. Okay, okay. I don't know. Whatever. Buckeyes five and yeah. one. I thought they were four, four and three, three. but I, like makes sense. All right. Anyways, let's State go. Is four and let's, three. let's 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 go back to what we were talking about before the Michigan State head coach Jonathan Smith was oh, recently announced officially as the twenty sixth coach in Michigan State program history. Honestly, the more and more I talk about this, and the more and more I think about it, it's it seems more impressive to me. Jonathan Smith built a winning culture and a winning program at Oregon State. One of the hardest places to do it, honestly. Uh, he's an Oregon State Oregon the State alumni. The, formerly the Pac-12. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oregon State is – yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Smith is from Oregon State. He played quarterback there on a very good Beaver team back in the day. He is a unbelievable motivator, and what you're going to get with him at Michigan State – He's going to be an okay recruiter. He's going to be. He's not going to be anything like Mel Tucker was in the first couple of years, I don't think. But honestly, he has around $10 million in his assistant pool, which is really remarkable, much more than Mel Tucker had. Um, the, the, the really noticeable thing about Jonathan Smith is the type of offense that he's going to run. He wants to pound the ball, but he wants to be innovative about it. He's gonna, his offense kind of resembles a little bit of Kansas City and uh, San Francisco in the NFL, which is really exciting as a Spartan fan to get an <coughs> offensive, uh, offensive minded coach outside of the current program to uh, come in and be the head coach this year. You well, know, I was, go ahead. I was thinking about this before we got in here. Yep. I feel like um, the offensive style that he's going to try to run, I feel like it's going to be closer, like not on the passing side, because Mike McDaniel – on the Dolphins, does a lot with the passing game. Yeah. That's super, super innovative. Um, but in terms of the run game, I feel like that's going to be very, very similar to what you're going to see out of Michigan State yeah. if they can find a quarterback because they might have they might have to call like a 16-year-old from the stands or something the way it looks right now. Yeah, They'll get some transfers. Seabell State might step in there at the quarterback for the Spartans this year. Seabell. Noah Kim, Caden Hauser, and Sam Levin have all uh, entered the transfer portal. All within, all within 24 hours 100%. of each other. I, I found that pretty that humorous. As of right now, the only quarterback <coughs> scholarship player-wise that Michigan State would have next year is a three-star quarterback. He's a freshman, Henry Hasselback, the, the son of Matt Hasselback. <laughs> Dog. What There's do you do? No um, way. Fantastic. With, with the current state of college football, I think Michigan State will be fine in terms of the transfer portal. Um, there's been a lot of rumors that Oregon State's four-star quarterback, the number 58 player in the nation, that um, that uh, Jonathan Smith recruited while at Oregon State. Uh, he's a freshman. His name's Aiden Childs. Might follow him to come to Oregon State. DJ might follow uh, Jonathan Smith to come to Oregon State. He's still eligible. I think so. Yeah. Oh my. Um, <clears throat> but with with the current uh, landscape of college football with the transfer portal, Michigan State will be justified at the DJ. Position. DJ isn't actually gonna follow, is he? No, no, no. But no. it's a possibility, and I've heard people I, talk about it. And the NCAA has been real sticklers about approval right now in terms of transfer portal. Let's not forget that DJ transferred to Oregon State last year from Clemson. Yeah. Yep. Does he get approved to go to MSU? Yes. Like you think so? He hey, if, will. J- if JT Daniels gets approved to go to ten thousand different yeah, schools, then D- DJ could Good get point. approved to go Good to point. MSU. Exactly. Yeah. So that, that's that's really what you're going to If, see if there. DJ, if DJ, me and you have talked about like this. DJ like a lot Me and you have talked about this. A lot. Like a lot. It's gonna take it's gonna take like three years to At develop. Least. And if DJ follows Jonathan Smith, that's gonna change some things this year. Well, to be completely honest with you, Kyle, I mean this team um is in complete shambles besides a couple I agree. of players. So what Jonathan Smith's number one job as of right now 
Zachary Peter just died. Um, what Jonathan Smith's number one job is right now as the head coach is not to go out and recruit these players, uh, not to do this or that, but really to make sure that the main young players of this underclass group have, um, have, have to be retained. A couple of names are uh, freshman quarterback Jordan Hall, one of the best freshman linebackers in the entire Big Ten. You have Dylan Tatum from West Bloomfield, Malik Spencer, both safeties. I try to retain Nathan Carter as well, sophomore running back, transfer from UConn. Did really outstanding this season as a sophomore running back with the offensive line that we had. Um, there's a lot of players. Ethan Boyd, who did do, who did enter the transfer portal but did not rule out a return, that's a huge one I would try to get back immediately. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of names that I, I would try to uh, retain, plus – some notable information is that two uh, assistants from the former Mel Tucker uh, assistant pool are going to be retained. Harlan Barnett is going to be retained for the outstanding job he did at the end of the year, you know, keeping all the players that he did and all the commitments. And wide receiver coach Courtney Hawkins that's, is going to stay as that's well. That's unbelievable. Huge, because that allows us to uh, re- keep <coughs> and retain four-star River Rouge wide receiver, top one of the top uh, recruits in all Michigan, Nick Marsh, to uh, be a Spartan. He's canceled his recent official visit, so it's it's a really, really good thing because Michigan State has lost a lot of commitments recently from a bunch of different uh, players. That's huge. It really is. And I think I think Jonathan Smith, he will start changing the narrative immediately, mm-hmm. but a head coach can only do so much. He can only do so much in his first year. And with the way that Michigan State was left for him, it's it's I give credit to him on his part for believing in the process and being able to being able to enter Michigan State with yeah. a clear head, open mind, and say, Hey, let's attack this. Let's attack this problem right now mm-hmm. and let's let's get down to business. Let's get as many transfers as we can. Let's keep as many players as we can and change the narrative to a winning team already. And you guys have been to that narrative so much before yeah. that I feel like when you get there, it's gonna be great. Oh my god. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> that was almost a disaster. Okay, so Zach Hayes just bumped the table. Just continue, Novak. Give me some input. Give me some input. (laughs) Zach, stop. (laughs) Kill me. I was underneath the table plugging my laptop in. And almost, the disaster almost struck. That stool almost fell and crushed everything. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Um, my God. I cannot believe you. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. Michigan State, um, they know what you're doing. Anyways, Michigan State uh, got a good guy in Jonathan Smith, um, from what I've heard and what I've seen. Um, anyways, Zach. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Anyways, I can't. so um, now we're going to switch over to a little bit more of Tigers action with free, <laughs> with free agency here. <laughs> Um, Tiger's free agency now. Uh, ben stole t- my chair. Because <laughs> you put my chair <laughs> on top of the table. What do you want me to do? Grab your chair? I don't know. D- no. This has gone downhill so fast. <laughs> anyways. Let's um, go, dude. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the Tigers have recently signed Kenta Maeda, a uh, former starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, um, for a two-year, $24 million deal. I need opinions, Kyle. I That's can't keep on talking. It's meh. Man, you get a veteran. You get a veteran pitcher who knows a lot about the game. He throws um, like 84 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not even joking. Kenta Maeda throws like 89, probably tops out at maybe 90, 91. I'm like, he's 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 good. All right, he has he has he has talent. He's 
He's a veteran pitcher, two for twenty-four million. I'm not gonna knock it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm kind of I'm kind of in the middle uh, in the middle about it. I agree. Uh, I initially thought it was a good signing, but then I watched it back, like watched kind of some of his highlights, if you will, from this past season, and he's just all right. Like that's that's. I thought whole. I thought he was really good when we like when it was in the initial signing, and then we I saw it like his highlights, like I said. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! What's happening? What's happening? And again, Novak. That's not to say he won't have a good year. Right. That's not. That's I think not he'll to fit say in it. the Tigers' rotation perfectly. I have a feeling he just might be like another Erod and, though. Like and and just have a mid record, like a really good pitcher with just like Erod's not coming back, right? No, he's no, not. no, he's in free agency but now. Casey Mize is back. Scoobles back, mm-hmm. but so Matt. give me, give me, give me your starting pitch rotation for the opening day Tigers roster. Is, all right, I need to know if Mize is going to be healthy. Is he going to be healthy opening he's day? He's got to be. Or is I'd it more sir. of like? Let's it, just throw him in. Why not? All right, let's say he's healthy. Casey Mize one. Okay. Maeda two. Wow. Scoobo three. Wow. Yes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put Mize and Scoobo back to back because if you put Scoobo number one, I. Casey Mize is going to come back and he's going to throw 96 97. If you. Yeah, but if, that. No, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Go for it. If you. If, if I was the manager and I'm a 17 year old kid, so I am not the manager and I probably don't have the best mind, but if I were to be in that, in that rotation and in that like room to discuss this, Mize won. He's going to throw 95 96, top out 97. It's going to be great. Put my ADA at number two. They face ninety seven the one day, and then, and then go to eighty nine. Go to go to ninety with like some junk stuff. I yeah. mean, that's gonna throw it off. And then oh, yeah. and then third game of the series. Guess what? We're gonna throw Tarek Skubal at you. Who's gonna throw ninety seven from the left side right. and have a disgusting curveball? His curveball right. is, is ridiculous. Gnarly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's disgusting. Ridiculous. And so give me the last two pitches of that rotation. I'm not putting Reese Olsen in there. I can tell you that right now. No. Sawyer in there. Do you put other players in there? What do you got? I think I think Mich- or not Jesus. I'm on the maze of blue still. If if the Tigers, I feel like they're gonna go out and get maybe a couple more. And if they don't, find someone on the Mudheads. Find. And it might have to be Reese Olsen. It might have to be. And also, is at the four, if he's back and healthy, I don't know if he will, Matt Boyd. No. No? No. I cannot stand watching Matt Boyd. Fine, put him at the five. Let me ask you a question. Who else do we have? Let me like, ask it's you not question. like we have a choice. We still got Matt Manning. True. Matt Manning, four. Exactly. Let me That's ask you a question. If, if, if you say yes, would you theoretically go after... Uh, Michael Lorenzen in free agency to bring him back to Detroit again. Why not? He was twice. Here. He left here for a reason. We he left. F- he left to go to. A, he, we traded him because he wanted to win a championship, and Detroit was not going to win him a championship. He went to Philly for a reason. I say we get Yamamoto. Yamamoto. Kyle, this is the landscape of baseball right now, and exactly. this is why I despise it. He's going to go to L.A. He's this is why go. I despise it, because seriously, there have been rumors of number one, the Dodgers have a top two payroll salary cap. I, exactly. That's, that's all. Put a ceiling on it. That's they're all I'm saying. Put a ceiling on because it. Because looking at Otani yeah. as because, well. Exactly. Because the Dodgers have a top two payroll right now in the MLB. They haven't seen much success, and yet they still continue to go out there and number one, get the best Japanese player right now that you can, and get the best player in basically almost the entire history of baseball. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? The Tigers do hypothetically. What? Sell Wait. the team. No, no, sell no. Sell the team. <laughs> no. Sell the team. Wait a couple years. Okay. Okay. There's a, a player. Years. Hold on. Hold on. 
there's a player from Japan. I'm saying hypothetically, Ben. You know I'm you know right. I'm not being serious. But I am being serious oh, when he comes over. I know who you're talking Japanese, about. Japanese. No, you're talking about. I talked about this yesterday. Japanese mm-hmm. throws about 102. He's absolutely disgusting. Roki Sasaki. Dog. If we can get Roki Sasaki when he comes over in that I I wouldn't call it the like the World Baseball Classic, but that that international players pool yeah. when he's eligible to come to America and play in the MLB, he's going to be unreal. I don't even think right. he's, he's going to tw- be unreal. I don't, I don't even think and he's twenty years old yet, is he? The he's only super problem, I think he's twenty one. The, the only problem, the only problem I see with somebody who throws who throws what you say a buck two, yeah, buck oh two. Yeah, that's absolute gas. The <laughs> problem is I don't I don't want to see, and I know other people don't want to see it either. I don't want to see it happen the same way it's happening with Otani, where we bring in a player from overseas, they are lights out for a couple of years, and then they have like in three seasons they have two injuries. But yeah. here's the, here's here's the thing with Shohei Otani. I was watching I was watching this about him a few weeks back. Shohei Otani started off his career over here with injuries. He was battling he was battling some injuries. He was battling a knee injury. His elbow was a little messed up. And then now he needs Tommy John. At what point at what point do you tell Shohei to choose? What point do you tell Hit him to pitch? choose? Yeah, yeah. right. Because obviously he's unbelievable pitching and hitting. But at what point do you say, hey, We've seen you play outfield before. I've seen him play outfield before. I have he too. can play. He can play right field. Um, at what point do you say, "Hey, to keep your career alive, so you don't get more injury, go play right field. Go hit for us." He's a forty-plus home run guy consistently when he's healthy. And if you if you have Shohei Otani pitching for you, that's an unbelievable risk of losing your best player. And that's not to say he'll hit this year. I think he'll hit this year wherever he goes. But, I mean, you got to choose one, I feel like. It's a good point, Kyle. As fun as it is yeah. watching yeah, him it, play. And it's amazing watching him play, and he's making history. But, like you said, it's just not. At what point do you decide? And he is the best player in baseball. He yeah. is. Absolutely. 100%. No doubt. Both sides. And he can do both sides, and that's just incredible, obviously. But at what point do you say, okay, is it worth it for you to keep on hurting yourself, or do we need you to pick one and then go full full tilt with it? I agree. And But but with Roki Sasaki, he's very clearly a pitcher. He's not going to hit for a team. But uh, he, he throws, throws a buck two. He throws a disgusting splitter, a disgusting curveball. I mean, if you watch him pitch, watch him pitch. Look up videos after this podcast and watch him pitch. He is disgusting. Exactly, yeah. Well, unfortunately, guys, that's uh, that's all the time we've got today for the classic Cheat Seats episode, the second one of the year here at Lake Orion High School. We will all be back here sooner than you think, hopefully. And for Zach Hayes, Kyle Purdy, Aiden Novak, and I'm Ben Shadel. Farewell, folks. <laughs>